Hello, Patriots. Welcome to episode 48 of the Patriot Review. This is the last episode of 2021. I don't know about you, but 2021 is a year where I would just love to put it in the in the rear room mirror and move on. Uh, a lot of a lot of nasty stuff going on in 2021, and of course, we'll be covering those things going forward. Uh, but if you're like me, you can't wait to uh, to resolve some of these things in 2022 and and to get our country back. So. Uh, I have a good show for you today. I got two interviews. I got a follow-up with Gabrielle Clark, who was with me quite a while ago. She is the first uh, woman, the first parent in the United States to sue over critical race theory. So if you haven't seen her before, uh, stand by and check it out because she's got a good story to tell. And uh, she has motivated many parents to follow her lead and to fight back against CRT and some of the other crazy things that our kids are being stuffed with in schools today. Now, I also have uh, IQ Al-Razuli, who is going to be here to talk with me about actually the foundation, the uh, beginning of Islam, which people don't talk about that much. And we're talking pre-Muhammad Islam. So stick by for that as well. Um, what I wanted to talk to you a little bit about first was just something that I call the naked truth. And I, I take some uh, events that have occurred during the week or so, or however long it's been since I've done a previous episode. Um, this episode, I wasn't sure I was even going to do because um, there's probably not a lot of people who are live streaming uh, during the holidays, but uh, I hope your your Christmas was a merry one. I hope you got to see the people you wanted to see, and I hope that uh, everything's well with you and your family and everybody's feeling good. So, uh, before we get going, though, I wanted to bring your attention to a couple things. Now, this just kind of blew me away a little bit. Now, uh, poor Kamala Harris, you know, uh, the benefactor of a stolen election who's making money hand over fist. Well, she would be treated so much better if she were a white male. Now, let me think about this. Now, if I could go and I, I could have one of those dream sequences like you see in the movies, you know, the wavy screens and stuff, I would insert it right here, but I don't have that. So let's see. If if Kamala were a white man, I, I prepared a little list in 30 seconds for you. Well, you'd automatically be racist, Kamala. You'd be blamed for crap that happened hundreds of years ago while the same types of things were happening in every other country. But for some reason, the United States is the only country where we cannot seem to let go of the past. Um, any masculine traits you'd have, well, you know, the ones we're born with and can't help, well, those would be called toxic and those would be ridiculed. Those would be driven out of society. Those are evil. You'd have no preferential treatment for colleges, uh, no special grants or loans for small business. Your opinion just wouldn't matter uh, in, in society. You know, it'd be called mansplaining or something like that. And you'd have no rights. Well, obviously not because you're a bigot and a racist, right? Because you're a white male, you uh, you know nothing you do or did would justify having anything. I mean, you you didn't work for anything. Um, you got that house, you got that car, you got whatever it is because you're a white male. It didn't matter if you worked from the bottom up for 50 years or not. Uh, media and Hollywood would produce garbage that makes you look like a complete imbecile. If you haven't been watching Disney shows for the past 20 years, every every one of them, you know the white guy is an idiot. Mom is the know-all, be-all, and the dad is a complete moron if there is a dad. And that is uh, also true in movies and everything else. Now, your gender would automatically be, be inferior as well. Can't tolerate as much pain. You can't uh, think things through. You can only do one thing at a time. Um, you know, sisters instead of misters, all that kind of crap. So you are automatically inferior if you're male, and especially if you're a white male. Your thoughts and motives, um, you know, they're assigned to you. It doesn't matter what your actions are. It doesn't matter what your justifications are for what you do or what you say. They are automatically assigned to you, and they are bad, period. So, my dear Kamala, I really don't want to hear your bullcrap. Um, you are a complete joke, as is the Biden administration, and uh, your staff is quitting you left and right for a reason, and that reason, of course, is that you are a pathetic, evil, bitter old woman who needs to go somewhere else and you have no place in America. 
uh, in the White House or otherwise. So that is number one, and that is the absolute and the naked truth. Um, I have something else for you. Now, we've endured a, a long year of very terrible things happening, and I wanted to say up front and give you a little bit of warning about this. You're going to think this is morbid, and some of you will think it's morbid and not funny at all, and and I think that's precisely the point. But uh, take a look at this, and we'll be right back. <laughs> It's beginning to look a lot like genocide Everywhere you go Listen to what they said Your government wants you dead With booster jabs at last forevermore It's beginning to look a lot like genocide With every jab you take But the only thing you'll see If you're watching BBC Is that the shots all fake Boris has said that he'd rather you dead as soon as you possibly can if you don't comply he'll give you a fine and drag you away in a van he'll make sure you won't be spending Christmas with your man it's beginning to look a lot like genocide in every hospital but the nurses dance all day while the doctors count their pay and there's no one there to take your call it's beginning to look a lot like genocide they're jabbing kids in school but if you're out of luck big pharma doesn't give a fuck and it's all your fault said that he wants you all dead by jabbing the shit in your arm. Roll up your sleeve and we'll make you believe that a shit will do you no harm. We'll keep making booster shots until you buy the farm. It's beginning to look a lot like genocide. When you turn on TV, they're dropping down like flies because the government lies one day we'll see. These bastards swing. So I'd love to know what you think of that. It's um, <laughs> uh, sometimes I think you know, especially British humor. If you don't laugh, you cry. Now the the sad part about that is that every one of those people, th those are legitimate videos of people who ended up either dying or having uh, you know severe issues as a result of the jab so biden can stand up and he can um, he can you know try to vilify the unvaccinated when the truth of the matter is that if you look at uh, uh, the stats from around the world in the, in many countries um, that are at least honest about what's going on is that it's it's the vaccinated that are having the issues and it's not as Biden says the unvaccinated who are going to have a dark winter and who are going to be seriously ill or dead because this the 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 idiocy of this whole thing throughout this whole time we have a virus that 99.9994% Four percent of the people survive, and here we are doing all of this crap. It's if you haven't figured out yet that this is all about power and uh, implementing a a reset to take control, to eliminate your freedoms, to have a new world order, then you have been missing the bus because it is so obvious, and you you have to be able to to look at that and understand that. The real, let's just take it real simple. So if you get a vaccine and you still have to worry about getting the disease, even though you've gotten a bunch of boosters, then is it a vaccine? No. The answer is no. If you have a vaccine 
and you still have to um, you still have to chastise, demonize, build concentration camps like they want to do in New York to put people in who haven't been vaccinated. Is there a problem with the vaccine? Yeah. Um, if you if you're vaccinated, you should have nothing to worry about, right? That's what a vaccine does. Well, this is not a vaccine. This is not a vaccine. This is a uh, a gene modification injection. It's exactly what this is. And if you if you aren't familiar with it, look back on some of our prior shows, and you'll see the evidence of that. And you'll see the the fact that it's uh, Fauci who owns the patents on the uh, HIV envelope that delivers the spike proteins to your body, which cause all these problems. And, you know, what's sad is that we as a nation and as a world have been gullible enough to believe this bullcrap because the truth of the matter is that um, these people are evil. That's the truth of the matter. And uh, I wanted to show you here um, Dr. Fleming's website. Now, he has a petition on here so that we can hold hold these people accountable for crimes against humanity, and that's exactly what needs to happen. So I will put a link, um, FlemingMethod.com, F-L-E-M-I-N-G, Method, M-E-T-H-O-D.com. That's the website, and check it out. You can sign that petition as well. And um, I highly encourage you to do that and to take a, take a look at it. So we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back with the interview with Gabrielle Clark. Hey, it's Matthew from Blue State Conversations. Uh, What I learned in 2021 is that if you have two senators and five House members, you can do almost anything. And the biggest threat to America going into 2022 is if people do not realize the propaganda that they're being given by the machines that generate it, and the damage that they can do by spewing that propaganda without checking it. What gives me hope is our younger generations, um, as, you know, if today is better than yesterday, and tomorrow is better than today, then we have a pretty bright future ahead. So Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Holidays to everybody. Season's greetings, my fellow patriots. Why not give the gift of reading this Christmas, either to yourself or somebody you love? Patriot Review contributor, retired Captain Robert Firth, has opened his Santa bag full of books. You can choose four ebooks for the price of one. That's four ebooks for $9.50. Use the code SANTA at checkout. Go to redbloodedpatriots.com and check them out today. Hey Patriots, you can save up to 66% at MyPillow.com when you use the code TPR. That stands for The Patriot Review. That's TPR or call 800-519-9927. That's 800-519-9927. I use these products myself. I can tell you they are the best quality bar none. So go ahead, use the code TPR and get up to 66% off right now. And I looked and behold a pale horse and his name that sat on him was death and hell followed with him and power was given unto them over the fourth part of the earth to kill with sword and with hunger and with death, and with the beasts of the earth. Coming to you from the land of common sense, and American pride, not a unicorn or rainbow in sight. Welcome back to the Patriot Review with Jeff Wagner.
Hey, I want to thank Matt from uh, Blue State Conversations for that uh, video that he did for me. Just the uh, holiday greetings and what he learned from 2021. Looking forward to 2022. Thank you guys for sending that. You can check uh, Blue State Conversations out on Spotify and any place where you uh, hear uh, good good podcasts. So check them out. Um, I've had them on the show before. I've been on their show. Highly recommend it. Uh, check it out. Also on that uh, commercial break, you saw a trailer for an upcoming documentary. And, you know, I, I I wanted to just say that it's been really interesting thinking about that documentary and trying to sort through exactly how much time to spend on each one of the ways that people in our government have actually committed treason. There is so much to choose from that that documentary could be 12 hours long. <laughs> you know, so um, if you've got an opinion on uh, what you think the one or two or three most important topics as it relates to how our government has bailed on us and how people have committed treason, and it can be on both sides of the aisle, because it certainly has been, um, you know, send me an email at redbloodedpatriots at protonmail.com. It's redbloodedpatriots at protonmail.com, and the Patriots does have an S on it, so it's right there on the screen. You can check it out, jot it down, and send me an email about that or about anything else. Also, giving away black flags, black flags signify that uh, we're in a battle and we're going to take no prisoners. And uh, I always have to put this in there, this disclaimer. I'm not uh, promoting violence. I'm I'm promoting preparedness. And um, we need to certainly be prepared because 2022, unfortunately, I think is going to be a tough year. But we do have to, uh, hopefully, you've had time over the holidays to sit back and reflect over just how important it is for you to have holidays next year and the year after and the year after because none of those days are guaranteed and the challenges that we have in front of us uh, either america is going to end as we know it or the citizens are going to take america back and i prefer the latter i hope you do as well a great example of such a citizen is gabrielle clark and she was on, as I said earlier in the show's history at the very beginning, um, she is the first parent, uh, a mother of uh, a biracial kids, and um, she was the first one in America to bring a lawsuit for critical race theory. So I'm going to go to that interview right now, and then I will be back after uh, that is done and we go to a break. What the are they learning? I'd like to welcome back to the show, Miss Gabrielle Clark. Uh, do you understand it's been over 40 episodes ago that I that I talked to you last, and I really would like to have you introduce yourself again and talk about uh, where you're at with your initiatives in No Left Turn in Education and your own initiatives that I know you want to talk about today. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me again, Jeff. It has been a long time, several it months. It has. I think first guest. <laughs> you were on episode three. Yeah, you were. Episode you were three. A long time ago, but I'm glad to have you back. And it's always good to, to follow up in initiatives like the ones that you're involved in, uh, parents can get a lot out of it. So I'm glad you're here. Um, tell us a little bit. Now, you were, to my knowledge, you were the first parent to bring a lawsuit against a school or a school district. Uh, it was a charter school, if I remember right. So uh, why, don't you, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? What First, introduce yourself as you see fit, and tell us a little bit about how that all came about. I'm Gabrielle Clark. I'm the Nevada chapter head for No Left Turn in Education. And um, yes, my son and I, we filed the first lawsuit against critical race, the critical race theory in the federal courts in December of last year. Um, my son was going to democracy prep at the Agassiz campus and he was instructed in an assignment 
to identify his um, list his identities and um, you know his race, religion, um, sexual and gender identities, and his disabilities. And if that weren't bad enough, he was asked to then attach signifiers to those identities, such as oppressor or privileged. You know, those those things are protected for a reason. Yeah. They're protected so that you're not allowed to uh, discriminate based on those immutable characteristics. And not only did they ask him to reveal them, but they also asked him to do, to attach a discriminatory signifier to them. The very reason why we have the lo those laws in the first place. So, you know, they we tried to get a relief from the school when they wouldn't give it. We tried um, going up the chain of command and the chain of custody for, you know, all the um, education um, uh, uh administrators and stuff they wouldn't they wouldn't give us a relief they would not allow my son to opt out of that class and so we felt like we had no other option but to ask for legal relief yeah and one thing i remember you telling me the first time we talked about this was that you have kids you have mixed race kids and you have kids that look more white and you have kids that look more black and your question to them was okay so i have the kids in the same home and you're telling me one of my kids is oppressing the other kid, right? Right. I mean, my mother, I'm biracial. My mother was black and my father was white. And my first husband was black and my second husband was white. So some of my kids look black and some of them look white. Yeah. So my makes it even more oppressing my black kids. <laughs> it makes it even more ridiculous and exposes it for what it is, doesn't it? It does, and yeah. it 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 speaks volumes about um, the reason why this does not work in America. We are a melting pot, yeah. and we are the exception that proves the rule. This does not work in our home, and so therefore, it cannot work throughout America. We are too diverse a nation. We're too, um, we're too free for this type of segregation and this type of discrimination. Well, it, to me, it looks like it's an attempt to, to, to keep the whole concept of racism churning because they get, they gain power and money from it by manipulating people and separate and really trying to separate people, divide people, don't they? You know, I, I really do think there are some people who um, are genuinely, genuinely do feel like they are doing something right. And I would say, and I say that because um, the people who are doing this for nefarious reasons and who are really trying to, I believe, implement uh, communism yes. in our country, I believe that's the ultimate goal. Um, but I think those people uh, are are pulling the strings and and trying to change the culture through language, through art. Um, and and I do believe that there are some people who really do believe that they're doing the right thing. And that's what's really sad about this whole scenario. Um, mm -hmm. That's one of the reasons why I work with No Left Turn to stop indoctrination in the K through 12 setting, because this is where it is, um, is it is prevalent uh, at this at this time in in, in our um, society. It's in our yeah. children's schools to catch them when they're young. They're very, so we started some initiatives. They, to they, very, they very deliberately use words that sound very nice to explain nasty things that people really would know better if they if they used them so they go they go towards oppressor you know and uh they, they talk about social justice instead of talking really communism and that's really what they're trying to sell right um so yeah absolutely so i know i know you are you have an initiative that deals with that but before you get to that, what you had mentioned that you're you have this court case and you're you're kind of hung up waiting right now. 
for a judge to do what? Well, there is a motion to dismiss on the table, um, but they, I don't believe that it's going to go anywhere um, simply because the judge has already given us a favorable finding um, at an earlier uh, hearing. We, this is this is so it's so brazen yeah. that you can I mean that there's nothing that any judge could do other than to follow the law and this is you know this is one of the reasons why we've chosen this route because you know for one thing we didn't have any other real choice and for another um, we're going to exercise our rights we're we're, we're done um, you know running away or hiding or any of that nonsense mm -hmm. and it's time for everyone to exercise their rights so right now we're waiting um, yeah, wait, for a minute, wait a minute come back with a decision about the motion to dismiss we you, you said it's time for everybody to do what it's time for everyone to start exercising their rights and stand These up right we're born with you've yeah, been no. free since your first breath exactly so exercise that freedom yeah and really you know people miss the fact that your rights are our god-given rights and no government can take them away from you and if but but if you don't stand up like you're doing uh you're going to lose them and people i hope that you gain encouragement from gabrielle and all the all the guests that i have on my show because that's a that's a constant theme and it sounds to me like you got a good judge although there are plenty of activist judges out there but it sounds like you know this judge is reasonable and hopefully it comes hopefully that judge comes through with exactly what you said because from the your description it is so blatant and you have a great case to to lay the groundwork for other people to feel encouraged enough to actually stand up um i just uh wrote my daughter's uh, one of my daughter's teachers and asked for all of these subjects that that she gave them that they could choose from and this class has nothing to do with culture society nothing and it was all gender-based stuff it was discrimination it was you know and my my <laughs> my thought i haven't addressed it yet but i'm going to uh this this coming week after the holiday so you know my thought is what does this this class I mean why aren't you teaching what you're supposed to be teaching in this class and not doing this social warrior crap the other thing that I noticed is you know there's no textbooks anymore and they don't pass out sheets it's all this big secretive conversation that takes place in the schoolroom and unless you're unless you're taking the time to ask questions you you don't know what's going on that's true. I mean, and this is why I work with No Left Turn in Education. Um, we have started an initiative to help parents to decipher some of these things and to learn the steps that are taken um, so that you can fight back. I mean, there's, there's just this unbelievable and overwhelming overhaul of our language and the way we use language the linguistics um, area of this I don't know this up uh, this uh, culture war this paradigm shift in um, in our society has really left parents with with a complete inability to fight back or even know what it is that they're looking at yeah. I mean, I didn't know. All I knew was that there was something wrong with my children. And I didn't, I couldn't explain it. And at first I just said, you know what, you're just, you're being, you're being an old fuddy-duddy. This is what, <laughs> this is what your grandmother used to complain about the yeah. younger generation, you know, mm -hmm. uh, being, being off or whatever. And, and, and the more I started speaking out about some of these things and I started seeing other parents have the same issue you know rise in suicides 
a rise in um, promiscuity and um, yeah, drug use and everything. And drug use and yeah. all of those things. All of those things are not a generational, um, you know, a generational rebellion type thing. Well, the good thing is that the gen the, the Gen Zers, their form of rebellion seems to be to be more conservative. That's right. So they're rejecting is, this whole thing, which is great. That's that's the that's the um, the silver lining in all of this yeah. that there is a return to conservatism, and I really am you know happy about that. But we you know we we're getting to a place now where we're ready to um, launch um, our parallel language messaging initiative to parents to help them to understand exactly what it is they're looking for, how to address it, and how to how to push back. So where do people go to learn more about that? We're, um, we're going to be, um, because it is very complicated. This mm -hmm. is not something that you can really just read through quickly. You know, um, these are, these are, um, areas of language that are very nuanced and complicated to try to um, keep parents from, from being able to nail down exactly what it is that's going on in their classrooms, um, in the classrooms of their children. And I've had to, you know, read in so much. Um, myself, um, my Aunt Harriet, who is, she has a PhD in education. She She's in Colorado. Um, my VP, Jennifer, we're all of us are working very hard, um, you know, after having having to read and learn about everything we could as it pertains to um, critical race theory. But now we're trying to learn more about the social emotional learning aspect so that we can do we can do this twofold so we can help every parent that really wants to understand what it is that's going on. We can help them learn the language. One of the things we've decided to do was um, try to um, host small group sessions with, um, you know, multiple groups throughout the country so that we can answer questions mo most importantly and show people exactly the steps that are, um, that are taking place so let me let me interrupt you there for a second. Um, so this you're in Nevada. Is this a Nevada specific trial, uh, or is this a no left a no left turn uh, nationally rolling this out, or what's what's the organization of that? Right, we're starting in Nevada um, because we want to do what we can to have. In, I mean, we're going to make in person. Um, uh, events, in-person, small groups gotcha. of 10 to 20 um, people, and it's all free, you know. Um, it, of course, once I have to start traveling, there may be an expense to that, but we're, we're, what we're trying to do is educate the parents on exactly what to look for, exactly how to spot it, and exactly how to address it with their um, with the administrators, and if they don't get relief, ex the exact steps to take to um, fix fix whatever the issue is in their schools. I mean, flooding school district uh, meetings and that sort of thing does bring awareness, and there are some, the needle does move, but ultimately, this is not going to end until we hit people in their pocket. Yeah, and so exactly right. Be filed. So is this, um, can people follow this at nolefttern.us? I know that's the website, nolefttern.us. Uh, or, or what do they do to get a hold of you or get a hold of the right person to talk about wanting to do this or wanting to participate in it, um, wanting it to come to their state? That is definitely something that we're working through No Left Turn. Um, at the beginning of the year, we'll have more information about how it's going to work and how um, how we'll be able to um, um, schedule something in your in your city or in your state. Um, what we're trying to do now is roll it out in Nevada 
so that we can see so that we can kind of get some feedback and and um, see how we can perfect it for the rest of the country because right. this is something so new it's not anything like what we've ever seen before which is what makes this so hard um, and makes people so afraid um, afraid to speak out afraid mm -hmm. to stand up for their rights and a lot of the times parents think that what they're seeing is they don't know exactly what's wrong with it but they know there's something not right with it right and so we explain to them you know there's there's all kinds of semantical arguments and redefining of words and 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 um, combine, combining um, words, oxymorons, to create whole new words that have nothing to do with, uh, whole new phrases that have nothing to do with either word, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. Things, things, you know, word cyclones, um, uh, word salads, circular thinking, just yeah. all of those well, kinds of things are all things that we're talking about the in parallel. The communists, you know, the communists very deliberately hijack words and make it sound rosy and everything like we talked about. But one thing I'd say, too, is that all you have to do, I, I keep tell, telling people, use the smell test. Take a step back and ask yourself if an organization like uh, Antifa, who supposedly, you know, hates the fascists, but they go out and they beat people up who don't think the same way of them, which is the very definition of fascism, or, or the BLM group who really doesn't speak out about the fact that black families in Chicago don't even feel safe sitting around their table eating dinner. You know, uh, these these organizations are 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 using the language exactly like you're describing to try to install communism in this country and destroy this country. So it's in the schools and it's also outside of the schools. And you had mentioned fear. And one of the questions I have for you is, um, what was your thought when you saw you know, the FBI come out and say, hey, we're going <laughs> to we're going to go after the, the, the naughty moms and dads that are in the school board meetings causing problems? You know, that whole domestic terrorist um, nonsense, I will tell you, you know, I've been watching all of this unfold um, for the last year, and there have been some very disturbing and troubling things, um, you know, threats being made to school districts and school board members and, that, and teachers and all of that on both sides of this argument. Mm -hmm. So let's not pretend like this is, you know, some, uh, you know, right wing nut job going up to school districts and threatening right. to shoot people. This is not what we're, that's not at all what is happening. And even if um, that did happen, since when is the FBI responsible for that? That was my next point. <laughs> if this is, I mean, even if that did happen, it's not like, it's not organized crime or some right. such nonsense. Okay, this is, you know, that would be just that, some nut job going in yeah. doing something, you know, nutty. And that needs to be handled by the local authorities. It tells you, again, it tells you that they want to use fear against people, right? I mean, that's the whole thing. And we won't be deterred. Right. We won't be intimidated. Right. Um, this whole thing started out because this whole thing started out and I we decided to go public with our story because I just felt like people needed to see that you can just be an American. You don't have to worry about cancel culture. You don't have to worry about pushback from your government. The government should be afraid of its people, not its people afraid of That's the government. Right. You right. should be you should be utilizing all of your rights every day. Every people don't day. know them. People don't know them, which is which is why it's great to have organizations like No Left Turn. And again, the website is No Left Turn in Education at or dot us, right? Or is it No Left Turn dot us? That's what it is. No Left Turn dot us. Yeah. Yes. No, no Left, left Turn dot us. So check that. 
So there you have it. I think in uh, 2022, what I'm going to do is I'm going to create a uh, mid-level tier type of thing and and change the pricing over to just one straight price to get extended extended interviews. Now, Gabrielle Clark, first of all, I have to thank Gabrielle for being back on. She is an inspiration. I do recommend that you go to noleftturn.us and uh, they have a lot of resources. They have a lot of news. They have a lot of examples. This whole situation of the curriculum in the, our schools, it does get confusing. So the initiative that Gabrielle was talking about to help clarify some of those things, the the, uh, the language and examples from schools across the country, all those things will be of great help to you. So again, go to nolefttern.us and check it out. And um, Gabrielle is the chapter leader in in uh, Nevada. I know they have um, chapters in nearly 30 states probably. So if you want to be involved in and you want to actually lead a chapter or participate in that leadership, you can send a message through nolefttern.us. We'll be right back. Hey Patriots, it's Jeff Wagner. I love my pillow products. I use them. I can say that they are simply the best quality that you will find anywhere. And you can help us all out, all Patriots, including Mike Lindell, in our mission to restore America by going to MyPillow.com today and using code TPR. That stands for the Patriot Review, so it's easy to remember. TPR. Save up to 66%. You can also order by calling 800-519-9927. Again, that's 800-519-9927. Thank you and God bless. Ignore the thought police and subscribe or follow the Patriot Review. It's your patriotic duty. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. May God grant us peace in 2022. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from the Patriot Review. Welcome back to the Patriot Review, episode 48. We are fast uh, approaching the one-hour point, so I am going to jump right into this uh, next guest. I said uh, IQ Al-Razuli is back with me, and I wanted to show uh, one of the covers from his trilogy, Lifting the Veil. There are several other books that he has written, uh, available on Amazon if you want to check those out. Um, anyway, I am going to have him and I'm going to have Dr. Bill Warner on, on a regular basis uh, for this segment called I Am Islam. And this is the next installment. Today, I'd like to welcome Mr. IQ Al-Razuli back to the show. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing well so far. Thank, thank you for having me. Oh, so it's, it's good to have you back, and I appreciate you taking your time. Last time we talked, you had mentioned that it, it would be a good idea for people to truly understand the beginning of Islam, 
So on a pre-Mohammed basis. So that's where I'd like to start our discussion. I shall start, start a problem. You see, no Imam, no Imam or Mullah or Ayatollah or a scholar of Islam will ever tell non-Muslims who are called infidels kuffar as an insult, the truth about Muhammad. Obviously not. Uh, after all, he is their mentor. Muhammad was born 570 AD. For centuries before he was born, the God of the, the Supreme God of pagan Arabia was called Allah. You see, most people, 99% of humanity who never read the Quran or studied Islam do not know this. They think Allah is the God of Muhammad, that Muhammad and Allah are new to the uh, his, to history. They're not. Allah was the supreme God of pagan Arabia centuries before Muhammad metamorphosed him into the God of the Bible. Allah of, of pre-Muhammad pre before 570 AD had three daughters. People have got to understand that this was pagan Arabia. And pagan Arabians had 360 gods and goddesses. The king or the supreme god of all these gods and goddesses was called Allah. In the mythologies of the Greeks and the Romans, you have Zeus and you have Jupiter. These were the kings of the gods. Same thing, Allah. Allah had three daughters, Allah, Al-Uzza, Al-Manat. Allah is represented by the the, 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 moon, the crescent moon. It's very important. The crescent moon. Al-Uzza is represented by Venus as a star. And again, 99% of Muslims don't know why they have on their flags the crescent and the star and on top of every mosque a crescent and a star. They don't know that. Mm -hmm. And the, the Imams will not tell them this is part and pagan of pagan Arabia, part and parcel of pagan Arabia, that they are carrying forward what the pagan Arabians were doing. By the way, everything that is done by Muslims in the Kaaba, in Mecca, the holiest place of Islam, was done by the Arabs before Muhammad. Going around the Kaaba seven times, circumambulating it, was done by the pagans. Venerating the Kaaba was done by the pagans. Venerating the black stone was done by the pagans. By the way, the black stone was not black. When you read the history of Arabia, again, it is about studying. I spent 30 years researching this. So it's a matter of studying. And I don't want anybody to believe what I'm saying as gospel truth, I want you to double check me. All you have to do is Google these informations mm -hmm. and you'll find them. And if you can find fault with me, please email me. Before it, the, the, so the black stone was a meteor uh -huh. or a meteorite of nickel, which is white, which is silver practically, but it became dark because pagan Arabians, the women of pagan Arabia believed that if they use the blood of their menstruation and touch it on the stone, it will give them fertility. Don't laugh, but this is a fact. This is why the, the stone became darker and darker. Pagan Arabians never kissed the stone. They never kissed it because it was not uh, clean. It wasn't hygienic. Mm -hmm. Muhammad kissed the stone. And there is a hadith, a tradition, where Umar ibn Khattab, one of the most famous and most close companions of Muhammad, said, and said it loudly, he said, had it not been that Muhammad kissed you, he's talking, he's addressing the black stone, I would not have kissed you. It's so important to people understand that. Mm -hmm. Nobody before Muhammad ever kissed the black stone. He kissed it. He venerated it. So this is why one and a half billion Muslims venerate it. 
most of them don't even know this history because they don't study it, they don't read it. So and the at, imams will never tell them. So at no time in history ever has Islam had the same God as Christian Christianity. No. Is, that, is that correct? As, as I just said, mm -hmm. by the way, Muhammad's father was called Abdullah. Abdullah. So we are discussing pagan Arabia. Abdullah means the slave mm -hmm. of Allah. I just wanted to point that out. Um, you, you, you mentioned it as a pagan religion repeatedly, and some people, I think, mistakenly believe that Islam's God is God of Abraham, which is not true. I'll tell you why that's not true. When anybody reads the Quran, by the way, people should read, there are 114 chapters. Don't bother to do, read 114 chapters. All you have to read are chapters 2 to chapter 9. Eight chapters. Two to nine. And you will find out that every single verse which addresses a character from the Bible is wrong. Every single verse in the Quran which speaks about a biblical character is wrong. I'll give you an example. They tell you that Abraham and Ishmael, his son, built the foundations of the Kaaba. But the Kaaba is 800 miles away from the furthest place that Abraham reached, which is Hebron. I want people to understand that. Neither Abraham nor Ishmael ever laid foot in Arabia. They were in the Holy Land and all and in Egypt, but never in Arabia. And yet the Quran, according to Muhammad, Allah told him that Abraham and Ishmael built the foundations of the Kaaba. Why would Abraham, a monotheist, the first monotheist practically, build the foundations of a pagan place? It's another story. But my point is this. When you compare the verses about the Quran, about the Bible in the Quran, and you compare them to the Bible, they are completely utterly wrong. Another item. They tell you that Jesus did not die on the cross. A lookalike died on the cross. Now, how is it conceivable? If Allah is the same as the God of Jesus, Moses, and Abraham, he would tell Muhammad such a lie. After all, all four Gospels agree on the most important thing, that Jesus died on the cross, resurrected on the third day. On this, uh, on this point, they don't deviate. And yet, according to Muhammad, Allah told him that he did not die. A lookalike died. So, so the, in one sentence, he destroys the whole of Christianity. Yeah, so the, inten without, the intention is to do just that. Sorry? The intention is to do just that and destroy Absolutely, Christianity. Yes, because yeah. without death and the resurrection, Christianity is not, yeah. uh, doesn't exist. Right. So, in one sentence, he obliterates of Christianity. Another item. By the way, I can give you 30 items, but I'll give you the most important ones. According to the Quran, according to Muhammad, by the way, not the Quran, according to Muhammad, Adam and Eve were chucked out from the Garden of Eden in heaven, not on earth. The Bible says they were chucked out from the Garden of Eden on earth. And where is the Garden of Eden, according to the Bible? In my country, Iraq, believe it or not, surrounded by the Tigris, Euphrates, and two other rivers. So, again, Adam and Eve were chucked from heaven and thrown to earth, where the Garden of Eden is in heaven. Well, it was never in heaven, and the Bible never said anything about heaven. In fact, the Bible doesn't say anything about heaven and hell, ever. You can read it from here to eternity. You will not find a sentence describing heaven or hell. So, so I can continue finding more and more of these items, bef but before, this should be enough. Yeah, before you do. Beyond the shadow of a doubt, or even a reasonable doubt, that Allah cannot possibly be the same as the God of the Bible. By saying this, it negates the claim by Muslims that they have a religion. They don't have a religion. They have a cult belief system, the cult of Muhammad. Why is it a cult? 
because every Muslim male must emulate Muhammad. This is mandated in the Quran. Ask any Imam, ask any Muslim, what do they aspire to achieve? To be the exact clones of Muhammad. Muhammad was a pathological liar. Muslims are pathological liars. Muhammad was a mass murderer. Look what the Muslims do in jihad. Muhammad was a child molester and rapist. He married, a, he so-called betrothed a girl, engaged her when she was six. Aisha was six years old. He was 50. He raped her. They said he married her. He never married her. He raped her when she was nine and he was 53. In the Arabic language, look, in the, in the history of Islam, in the hadith, they say, nakahaha. Nakahaha means he had sex with her. But the Muslims tell you he married her. No. In Arabic language, zawaj is marriage. Nikah is to have sex. Do I make myself clear so far? Yes, you do. I'm just, I'm sitting here listening to you and I'm thinking about how, you know, so much ties into the the decline in morality of our country. We're, we're seeing people trying to normalize that very act. Correct. You know, this that, is why you're losing. Yes. The West is losing because Christianity is losing itself. Mm -hmm. You have the Catholic Church under Pope Francis. He is the most disgusting pope ever in history. Why do I say that? Agreed. I, okay, <laughs> but I have to, to, to prove it. Yes. In the 21st century, under his own control, the most persecuted people on earth today are Christians by Muslims. And he loves the Muslims and does not defend the Christians. Do yes, I make myself clear? Yeah, that is absolutely the truth. And 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 the, the media around the world doesn't pay much attention to that, I would add. Correct. But we deal with the truth, Jeff, as you yep. know. Yep. All we do is deal with the truth because the truth is devastating. The lies will always come crashing down. You can lie from here to eternity. It will always cra come crashing down. But you cannot ever destroy the truth, ever. You can twist it or try to twist it, but you cannot eliminate it or destroy it. So, what was happening within what was happening within the faith that that Muhammad, you, you know, made these changes? I mean, Look, Muhammad told his followers that he was the predicted Messiah for the Arabs. There was never a prediction of Messiah for Arabs. The Messiah was for all of humanity. But he convinced them. You've got to understand he was a genius. It doesn't matter he was evil. Hitler was evil, but he was a genius. Mm -hmm. Stalin was evil, but he was a genius. These people controlled hundreds of millions of people. And the people believed in them. Mao Zedong had 1,000 million people thinking he's God. In North Korea, the Korean people in North Korea, they believe that the family of, of, of the, the, the family which is controlling North, Af North Korea are divine. Mm -hmm. That's true, absolutely I mean, true. Yeah, correct. But I mean, we have people who can somehow elevate themselves to a level that is beyond human belief, but they do it. Now, Muhammad, Muhammad wasn't very clever. Muhammad was married to a woman called Khadija. Khadija was 40 years old when he, she married him. She married him. She proposed to him. He was 25 years old. She was a Christian. Nobody in Islam will tell you that Khadija was a Christian, although she was a Christian. Yeah. They call her Hanifiya. Hanifiya is a twist on words to say that she believed in the God of Abraham. Well, all right. Jesus believed in the God of Abraham also. So what? But she was a Christian. Her uncle was a Christian. It tells you that Waraka bin Naufal, his name, Waraka bin Naufal, was a Christian. The history of the Arabs tell you that, not me. And is, was she 
uh, dealt with as a Christian today would be dealt with, or was she given a pass? No, no. Don't forget, at that time in Arabia, there were pagan Arabs. There were Arabs who converted to the religion of Christianity, and there were Arabs who converted to the religion of the Jews. Nobody forced them. Mm -hmm. Nobody put a sword to their head. They converted willingly. The people who converted to Islam had to be converted by force. After Muhammad died in the year 632 AD, the next ruler was Abu Bakr, the father of his wife, child by bride of Aisha. He spent two years massacring the tribes of Arabia who refused to pay allegiance to him. Everybody who, Islam is created by terror. Muhammad says repeatedly in verse after verse in the hadith that Allah made them victorious with terror. So let me ask this you this. why ISIS does what it does. Yes. So let me ask you this question to, to end with. Um, so we're, we're looking at a new year coming up and my question to you is, is not to predict what the new year brings, but what do you what do you see as likely happening within the the upcoming year if things don't change? With uh, I, 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 I sincerely hope I'm wrong, but I'm telling you, there will be an act of terror which would dwarf 9-11. Because you are having now millions of people who are undocumented, unchecked, they are not only coming to spread terror, but they are probably coming to spread also disease. You know, it's ironic. Biden wants Americans to put masks and vaccines, and yet he is not worried about millions of people crossing the border who are completely without any control. Right. They have no vaccine, and they bring other diseases, especially if you bring diseases from Africa, which European, especially American Europeans and black people in America, do not have immunity to. Right. Yeah. I'm, I am not predicting, I'm not saying that it will happen, but I am hoping it will not happen. Yeah. And we're seeing, we're seeing, I think, much more devious and evil things being played out like the COVID, you know, the COVID, my belief was, was uh, released on purpose as a bio. No question. Absolutely no question. This was not a disease from an animal. This was a manufactured virus. Yes. Absolutely. Whether they did it on purpose or not is irrelevant. It escaped. Mm -hmm. So there was negligence, gross negligence. Right. And you know what? When Trump says that he should, we should sue China for $60 trillion, I don't blame him. By the way, we should still sue all Muslims for $60 trillion also. I'll tell you why. Because of Islam, hundreds of billions of people. Why do I say hundreds of billions? Because I'm multiplying it over a period of time. We had to go through checkup, through, uh, you know, to go in the airport, anywhere to go. They have to check you up. They have to find out if you are carrying any weapons. All the delays are because because of that. So the Muslims are also guilty to an incredible degree for causing so much havoc and delays in our life. Yeah, I don't disagree. Uh and it's 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 uh, something that is kind of like putting a Band-Aid on a gushing wound because it really isn't going to do much to stop what's no, no. coming. You're right. It's it's a, a Band-Aid on a somebody slitting somebody's throat and you're putting a Band-Aid. Won't help. All right. Well, thank you for being here again today, and thank we're going to we're going to continue this uh, this segment on a fairly regular basis. So. Uh, I shall I, be away till about 19th of January. Okay, well. After that, I'm all yours. Okay, that sounds great. Thank you again. Thank you. Enjoy Thank your you holiday season and get some rest, and we'll see God you in January. You. Take God, care. God bless you, too. Bye-bye. So there you have it. That is the pre-Mohammed Islam. I thought that that was really a fascinating subject, something that I never learned in school, of course. Um, and as I mentioned before, we'll have uh, him back as well as uh, 
Dr. Warner back to continue our education on Islam. I think uh, a lot of Christians really don't know a lot about Islam. So hopefully you found it interesting and we'll continue that. So also, again, the black flag behind me, giving those giving the flag away. It is uh, red-blooded patriots uh, at protonmail.com is the email. Just put flag in the subject line and then uh, I will draw for that in the future. Also, um, coming up, we have some good things uh, down the pike for you. We have Nina May coming in the next show uh, next week, Sunday, to talk about January 6th, hopefully. Um, that was going to be part of today's sh- show, but um, due to some health issues, that got delayed. So that'll be next week. And then uh, in the future, I have some great guests coming, so please do tune in and um, and check out the Patriot Review Further down the road, we're going to make some changes going more from uh, a long format interview to a shorter segment format and then have the full interviews available for members. So that's something that's uh, coming in the future as well. Hopefully you like that. Uh, you have questions or concerns, thoughts, uh, please do email me again. It's redbloodedpatriots at protonmail.com. One parting thought is that um, as we sit around the the holiday week and we enjoy what we have and uh, who we're with and, and our family. Um, please remember that this is the absolute truth that the freedoms that we have, have been fought and paid for many times. And um, we look forward to the future and we see our freedoms slipping away. Uh, I would imagine that most of these gentlemen of the greatest generation, these men and women who uh, fought or were in uh, medic units and those sort of things, hospital units, um, would be just appalled at the state of things today. And I think you probably agree with me. Uh, so we need to step up and speak out and take action so that our future generations can sit and enjoy that Christmas spirit that we each have. Uh, so I will have um, more for you in the future. Um, we have a, a health uh, contributor who will be joining the show on a regular basis, and I'll introduce her to you in an upcoming episode, the next episode or the one following. So stay tuned for that. For now, thank you very much. Have a very, very happy holiday season. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you all. God bless.